There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Mania, you will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. Mr. Mac Mania, you will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. Mr. Mac Mania, you will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. Mr. Mac Mania, you will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. No Mr. Mac Mania. This Sunday, WWE on A&E Superstar Sunday continues with an episode of WWE Rivals on the epic WWE vs. WCW rivalry. Paul Heyman is one of the main interviewees on a one-hour doc, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on A&E. It follows a two-hour episode of Biography Lex Luger at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But Evan, why the hell are you telling me all this? Why are you hawking all this beautiful WWE stuff? Because, ladies and gentlemen... I have Paul Heyman with me right now. Paul hey. Heyman, goat man, what's going on? I'm going on. I'm going yeah, on because I serve as special counsel to the tribal chief, the number one box office attraction in sports, entertainment, and or sports entertainment, the undisputed heavyweight champion, not only of WWE, but of the entire industry, the, the T-H-E-E, top attraction, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. With, with that being said, I've always wanted to ask you, you know, I always call you the greatest of all, all time. Do you, are you aware that you're the greatest of all time? Do you, ex, <laughs> do you accept that? Can I acknowledge you as the greatest of all time? Do you actually believe that you're the greatest of all time? I revel in it. <laughs> I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's undisputed, isn't it? I mean, to, but look at it from, 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 from any perspective. Um, who's been with more champions for the longest period of time, and when I say champions, I don't, I don't, I don't mean the secondary champions. I mean the top championship in the industry. Who's been with that champion? Me. Uh, who's main evented more WrestleManias than any special counsel, advocate, spokesman, agent, valet, whatever you want to call the role? Me. Uh, who's been a prominent part of that promotion for the longest period of time over the most number of WrestleManias? Me. Um, and I've been doing it for 35 years at a top level. So with all due respect to all those that came before me, 
uh, I'm the goat. This is my role. And I redefined it to the point where I stopped calling myself a manager in 1991 because by 91, I had surpassed everybody. Um, If you ask me who's the greatest juggler is of all time, it ain't me. Who's Mm. the greatest tap dancer of all time? It ain't me. Who's Mm. the greatest basketball coach of all time? It ain't me. Who's the greatest singer of all time? It ain't me. But in this role, in this industry, for what I do, ain't nobody in my in my MF league. Nobody. Damn, Skippy. Damn right. You know, listen, before before I um, listen, first and foremost, thank you for saying that. I've been wanting to ask you that for a very long time. And I like that you actually think you're the GOAT because you are the GOAT. This is this is I, this is not hyperbole. This is not hyperbolic. I don't just say that. I say it because it's true, damn it. But I but I but I wanted to ask you because you did take a F5, sir. Thank you for a lesser man wouldn't be on this interview today, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the F5 you took by Brock Lesnar. How you feeling, sir? How you holding up? Terrible. Oy vey, I ache. Um, next question, please. But you literally poked, you poked the bear. You literally poked him in the chest, though, at SummerSlam. That's a he was move. coming from my tribal chief, and my tribal chief was in trouble. And um, there, there, there comes a moment in the, in, in the life of every acknowledger of the tribal chief where you are called to task to put your worship of the greatest of all time, Roman Reigns, out in front of the public. And if that means standing in front of Brock Lesnar, then so be it. Um, there, was no, there was no other choice. My tribal chief needed me. And I never felt more wanted or needed or loved at that moment. For I sacrificed myself for my tribal chief. And it was the greatest honor of my career to do so. So you you mentioned the tribal chief and you mentioned Brock Lesnar. Something about your career, Paul, is that you've always been able to be great at something, but know when it's time to move on to the next thing. Mm. What do you do to know when it's time to move on from something, even if it's going great at the time? How do you know when it's time to leave something and move on to the next thing and also knowing that it would be the best thing for you? I trust my instincts after all. I am the wise man. I, I come from a long lineage of wise people. My father was, was a wise man. Um, but my mother was a wise woman. And, there, and, 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 and those of them were all wise. We, we are of the Solomonic tribe. And, uh, and, and that has been passed down from, from, from centuries to centuries to decades to generations. And... Um, Trust your gut, and I have an ample gut if you haven't noticed, um, and uh, and I trust it, for it has done me well over thirty five years, and and it has it has led me on a trajectory uh, that 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 can be a navigation that cements me at the top and doesn't allow me to be pulled down to the number two position. It 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 it, it, it establishes me. At the very top of the mountain on the island of relevancy. Shout out to Ample Guts. Uh, so any rivals, WWE versus WCW, we've all heard the story in some form before, but whenever there seems to be a definitive retelling 
of anything definitive in wrestling, you're the guy they call. So I got a yep. question. What, how do you pick and choose the projects you participate in? How do you know what to tell us and what to hold back? How do you do that balance when you're getting the call? I only want to be involved in something that's a, all puns intended, extreme quality. <clears throat> I have no desire to, to allow myself to be marginalized by mediocrity. Um, if I find the subject matter compelling, if I find it riveting, if I know things about the subject matter that this many years later have never been revealed or a perspective that has not been offered or one that needs to be reinforced, um, that's a project I'm willing to sign off on. I turn down far more projects than I allow myself to be involved in because I'm really picky. Um, these A&E docs, so far, because I haven't seen the ones that, uh, that, that, you know, that are coming up in, in weeks and months, but so far, they are, uh, they are of super high quality. Mm -hmm. I'm really impressed with them. Um, if they don't knock down a few Emmys for these, something's really wrong. Mm. Uh, just magnificent storytelling, very honest, um, not self-serving for WWE, not hyperbole, uh, a, a real honest documentary. And, 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 and that was another thing when I asked, hey, um, what's, what, what are the talking points? What's the company line? How honest can we be? The answer was no talking points, no company line. We're going to ask you direct questions and you give us direct answers as you see them. And that really intrigued me. So I was, uh, not only was I happy to come aboard and participate in this, I actually asked to be involved in more of them. Awesome. Uh, Goat man, listen, Roman Reigns, uh, what else can I say, you know, but Cody Rhodes is back, Seth Rollins lurking, Drew McIntyre up in Cardiff. The head of the table's plate is very full, sir. Uh, can he clean it all off? Well, there's a conversation that Roman Reigns and I like to have quite often. And the conversation is something along the lines of, I inform him of my honest opinion, which is, I think in my heart of hearts, Roman Reigns is the GOAT. I think he's the greatest performer in WWE history. Why do you say that, Paulie? For real, seriously, why? why, why? You've, seen them, you've seen them all. What, 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 is, what made that happen? When did that happen for you? <coughs> Excuse me. When he accepted his greatness as the tribal chief. When he cast aside the false humility that this industry likes to breed into people. Um, you constantly hear veterans say this guy needs to pay his dues this youngin needs to have some humility to him how dare this kid not respect the previous generation um you know that guy needs a humbling and a lot of that is 
a glass ceiling. <clears throat> if, if, if Michael Jordan debuted in the NBA thinking that he has to genuflect on Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and, um, and, uh, and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all those that came before him, Michael Jordan would never have been Michael Jordan. If Wayne Gretzky was obsessed with the, with, with, with the, with the shadow of, of, uh, of Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky would never have become Gretzky. Um, if Vince McMahon as a promoter was concerned with the reputation that his father had built in the territory system, then Vince McMahon would never have expanded WWE into a global conglomerate. You, you, there comes a time where you have to accept that the past has led the industry to this point, and someone needs to be the conduit from the accomplishments and the enormity of the past and carry that into the future to set a standard for all others to aspire to. As the big dog, Roman Reigns, came out on television for 12 minutes and waited for 12 minutes to make the declarative statement after beating The Undertaker, it's my yard now. The tribal chief wouldn't wait 12 minutes. The tribal chief will tell you in the first 30 seconds, it's my yard now. Because it is. And the declarative statement that Roman Reigns is the GOAT is factual because he has embraced it, because he knows it, because every step he takes is with the mindset that he is the greatest of all time and that he has to live up to that every micro moment that he's on camera or he's not the greatest of all time. My father used to say the smartest man in the room is the one that realizes that at any given second, he stops being the smartest man in the room. The greatest of all time is the greatest of all time with the understanding that he can lose that positioning in a microsecond. So he has to defend that position and establish that position and define that position and, and, and cement that position and and he has to embrace that position and accept and acknowledge that position at all times. Go man, go man, There is a there is another Samoan that's that's lurking in the shadows, though. He's lying in the weeds in Hollywood. He's, and we forgetting about that the the other the other Samoan that's hanging out. Dwayne is it is 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 Roman? Is he on his radar? There, 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 there are a lot of Samoans in, 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 in sports. Uh, are we talking about one in particular? Oh, you! I think we know who we're talking about, Paulie. Don't, don't play. Don't be, you're, you're not coy. You're not bashful, sir. I'm Stay talking bad. about Dwayne oh, The Rock Johnson, baby. Oh, I, I apologize. I, I thought you meant Solo from NXT. Oh, he's a beast. Oh, he's a beast. Yeah, you're right. We, we, sh we should be singing Solo's praises, should we not? Yes, we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, if Dwayne Johnson wants the publicity to lose to Roman Reigns, we'll, we'll give him a title match. He doesn't even have to wait in line or win a battle royal or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this box office there, I, I, I'm impressed with what Dwayne Johnson has done outside of, of, of WWE. And I would counsel Roman Reigns that, 
we could make a special provision to defend the title and smash Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson wants to take that beating. He is more than welcome to step up to the tribal chief as long as he understands that when the match is over, he's going to be like everyone else and that he's going to acknowledge the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Now, now, Paul, there is a whole generation of people who have known you as being the person that represents the biggest names in pro wrestling. But before that, as we talk, look at WWE rivals and we look at WWE versus WCW, mm-hmm. you used to represent uh, some people who may be talented but weren't let necessarily the biggest box office names in pro wrestling. You represented the Tribe of Extreme and ECW. What was it like? Watching this rivalry, everyone talking about WWE versus WCW as you had something that was growing and something that was special of your own in ECW. Well, WWE versus WCW was enabled by the disruption that ECW had caused the entire industry. 100%. And the concepts that WCW pilfered Rightfully so. They, they, they had more money than we did. And if the roles were reversed, we would have done the very same thing. But the concepts and the talent, such as the cruiserweight division that WCW pilfered from ECW, was a tremendous factor in their uptick in ratings. And then the concepts of the Attitude Era from WWE was obviously a, a higher budgeted attempt to do extreme. So a lot of the Monday Night Wars rivalry between WWE and WCW goes back to the third brand, the little guy who disrupted the entire industry and gave both talent and concepts to the two billion dollar corporations that were slugging it out for survival on major networks. Is there still a part of you that roots for the little guy, even though you you represent the big guy? Is there still a small part of Paul Heyman that is silently rooting for the little guy? Not silently at all. I I, I very I very openly root for the little guy, the middle guy, the top guy. I, I I root for anybody that has concepts that the general public will buy, um, mm. or that can disrupt the status quo. Um, I'm a big believer in disruption. Uh, I'm a big believer in in once you disrupt something. Now you have to disrupt the disruption. Um, and it's a constantly evolving process. Uh, you know, there, there was no YouTube before 2005. YouTube changed the game. Yeah. YouTube changed the game to, 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 to the point where um, th- then Instagram completely, completely changed the game to where Facebook had it by Instagram. Now, TikTok takes on Instagram and and Instagram is, 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 is not the destination for videos anymore to the point where Instagram is copying TikTok, which, by the way, is now challenging Google to be the number one search engine in the world. That's a disruption. I like that. That's interesting to watch. That's interesting to follow. What will technology be two years from now, let alone two months from now, let alone two days from now? So... Do I root for the, the big guy? Well, I'm attached to the the single biggest star in the industry. So I'm obviously yeah. rooting for him for, for, my, for, my, for my own self-interest. But would I like someone to come up and be an absolute sensation that from now to WrestleMania, 
becomes the hottest box office attraction and people sit there and say, my God, it's his time. It's his time. This is this is the new era. This is the new star. This is the new poster boy. This is the new biggest star. This is a serious challenge to Roman Reigns. And then watch Roman Reigns smash him at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Love it. I, 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 root, I root for whatever works. I don't question what works. I said this many, many years ago, even before I became a performer in the business. I said this as a photographer. Here's the simple solution of this business. What works, works. What doesn't, doesn't. And if you stop beating yourself over the head trying to figure out why it works or why it doesn't, you'll make life a lot easier on yourself. What works, works. What doesn't, doesn't. I root for what works. A couple days removed from SummerSlam, you set the internet ablaze with the Sell Me Your Name promo with the uh, WWE Hopeful tryout there. Just from your perspective, someone who has an eye on talent and has demonstrated that they root for all kinds of people, guys, gals, everyone in between. Is there something the new generation of hopefuls are, are, are giving that you haven't seen before as far as the evolutions of the sport's concerned? I'm not sure I understand your question. Sure. Uh, on the uh, the SummerSlam tryout, you'll be able to see the next generation of performers to make their way, try to prove their worth. And you always have a long-term eye for talent. Is there something that the new crop of hopefuls are giving that you love to see? Some kind of like forward trend, if you will. Uh, yes. I, 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 I see the trend of hungrier athletes. I see the trend of, of athletes that take this seriously. It used to be the people that got into this industry were obsessed with the industry. And now people looking to get into this industry have other options and yet choose the option of the industry. Um, so we're going from obsessions to options with the options being, I want to be a WWE superstar. And, and, and these are some serious athletes that I saw. Um, even, even the ones who weren't D1 athletes were qualified serious athletes so uh i like that trend it it, it adds to durability it adds to reliability it it, it it adds to people that that understand the rigors of this industry i mean a, a strictly a performer would not have been able to hang with roman reigns and brock lesnar this past sunday no way that was a stud athlete fight top level heavy um, and that's what we need. Um, and, 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 and both of them alive to tell the tale and, and, and ready to perform again, which is how we run our company and how we present premium live events like that. So uh, looking at that talent group and, you know, to just the enthusiasm and the willingness to learn and the open mindedness. Um, and the desire and the ambition, uh, please put me in as many of those as possible. Let me rub that youth all over myself because that's the fountain of youth there. Um, and, and, and if you're around that for a couple of days and you're not inspired and, 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 and motivated and, 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 and wanting to have that same level of, brash, brazen ambition and an unfiltered, unadulterated vision for 
things that had never been done before. Then, then, then you don't understand what's going on there. I learn more from them than they learn from me. They just don't realize the manipulation of me acting like I'm teaching them. But I'm, as much as I'm teaching them, I'm learning from them. I'm listening to them. I'm understanding their mindset, their culture, their youth. I've got a bunch of 20 to 25-year-olds there. Um, I'm not 20 to 25 years old anymore. So when I hear their lexicon, how they think, what makes them tick, what motivates them, how they view the world, uh, how they communicate with each other, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning every moment. Uh, it, it's a learning experience for me, not just a teaching experience for me. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's a blessing for me to be allowed to be there because I have access to the fountain of youth. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Mr. Heyman, sir, with that being said, who, who the hell's beating Roman Reigns, man? Honestly, this is getting, this is getting ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous. Every <laughs> single time I see this man walking this ring, I look at my wife and I go, baby, I don't think today's going to be the day. You know what I mean? And she's oh, like, well, I don't I, think I, it well, is either. I, 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 who's I'll, who's I'll beating Roman? Spoilers to, to, no one. He's reigning as long as he wants to. We're going, we're, what, I mean, we, we just passed a 700. I, I want to pass 1,000. I want to pass 7,000. We're here for a while. You know, I'm, not, I'm not upset this. by this. I'm not upset by this. I'm just asking the question. Nor, nor, you nor am I. Nor am I. 
I mean, it's a fair question because I feel like whoever does beat Roman would probably have Paul Heyman at their side when they do it. <laughs> oh, yo, listen, don't start no stuff up in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd need to you'd need to have Paul Heyman by your side if you're going to be able to take on someone like Roman Reigns, right? We'll try to get this interview canceled on me, man. <laughs> That's a long, a lot of time holding that title above your head. That get heavy, man. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, um, Mr. Heyman, sir, we we um what, what I what I hear about the, the, the everyone's talking about the change in the guard and all these things like that, right? Everyone's already to put um the great Vincent McMahon out, out to pasture. And as a person like you that's seen um that, that's booked matches and promoted, and you've seen a promoter, and then there's people out there that's like, uh, good riddance, he was out of touch anyway. What what do you say to those people that that don't really know what it takes to to run a company and to be able to be at the helm for more than four decades? I think there's a locker room full of fab and, 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 and an office filled with fabulously wealthy people thanks to the 22-hour workday of Vince McMahon for the past 40 years. And I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Vince McMahon. I, 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 I would... <laughs> what, a, what, what, what a hypocrite I would be to say anything anything less than extraordinarily complimentary about that man. His work ethic, his willingness to put in 20, 22 hours a day, every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, for 40 years, is why we are all fabulously wealthy and will never get the credit nor the understanding that he truly deserves and that he earned. Fully supportive of the new regime. They understand the task at hand and the people that are involved right now at steering this ship were prepared to steer this ship by Vince McMahon. Um, when, when I took the job as executive director, I asked Vince, what is the greatest service that I can give this company in this role? And I thought it would be something like oversee the best writing Give me your best storylines, work your ass off, um, put the task at hand first. And his answer was, get your successor ready in case you drop that. Because the show goes on, with or without you. And he looked me straight in the eyes and he says, because the show goes on without me, with or without me. And he meant it. And, and I can tell you multiple stories that I won't because they were, they happened in confidence that back up that statement that I've witnessed him say to other people at times when, you know, well, you know, if this happens, you know, what do we do, Vince? And the answer is, was always, show goes on. I don't care if it's me, a show goes on. Um, and, and he meant it. So everyone right now who is steering this ship 
was prepared to steer this ship by Vince himself, which makes me very comfortable in their vision and their hopes and dreams and desires and their new vision and their vision, which should not be Vince's vision. It should be their vision because Vince's vision wasn't his father's vision. It's his vision. And he created a universe in an image that he believed in. And those who are now running the show will create the, pro the, the progression of that universe into the next generation of that universe based on the things that they agreed with and the things that they disagreed with. So hopefully the things that they disagreed with, they will make better. And the things that they understood was an absolute taught by Vince. They will carry on that tradition. Um, and, and, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, but, but, but anybody that, that sits there with the attitude of ding dong, you know, the witch is dead. We've moved on is, is a fool. Uh, we, uh, we are, we, we are moving forward in waters that were chartered by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm. And part of the, of the charter of those waters was what happens after Vincent Kennedy McMahon, whether it was his vision or his understanding that the implementation of new visions would take place and the manner in which he wanted them implemented in a style that he could be proud of. Amazing. The, the very amazing stuff there. Something I think about with Vince that we kind of forget about back in the early days is he did something that you also did, which was uh, you were on commentary. And I love commentary. It's, it's something I think we, we don't talk about enough. But um, my question, you have actually one of my favorite calls of all time, which is the feel this moment for the rest of your life. Feel it. Put him over, brother. Put him over. And um, literally my favorite call in all of pro wrestling personally. But to you, Paul Heyman, what <clears throat> makes good commentary and what can broadcasters do to stand out? If I'm Jack Farmer, I want to be a broadcaster with the WWE. What can we do to stand out so we get recognized and get those opportunities? And what makes good commentary? Enthusiasm. It's why I love Pat McAfee. Um, the ability to tell stories, yes. The desire to, to be an element of the match, that the match is even better with your call than it would be without the audio of, of your commentary, yes. But a pure love for what you're watching um, and a an exhilaration that you get to be a component in the telling of the story of the narrative that we're putting forward. I thought Corey Graves had his greatest call ever during Brock Lesnar's last man standing match against the tribal chief Roman Reigns. I just thought he was on a level that Corey had never achieved before because I think he was watching the match going, oh my God, what am I watching? Um, but Michael Cole brought it home. Yeah. 
I think Pat McAfee does it every Friday. Pat McAfee adds so much to SmackDown. I, 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 I would be remiss if I said I'd like to hear SmackDown without McAfee, because I don't. I love McAfee's enthusiasm. I do. Um, are there people who have a greater understanding of history? I'm sure there are. Yeah. But he doesn't have a lackluster understanding of history. And if you tasked him with understanding the history of something, he will do his research before he shows up for work. He is enthusiastic. He's exhilarated. He doesn't just talk, <coughs> excuse me, in sentences. He talks with exclamation points. And he means them. He feels them. He drives them home to the general public. If you are a longtime fan and you listen to McAfee, you know he's a fan too. And if you've never, ever, ever heard him before, you want to listen to him again because you're saying, I don't know what this is, but man, it's exciting. Listen to this guy. That's what makes a great commentator. A, a commentator is, is the explainer of the action and, and, and at times the voice of the fan. You know, I always love when the crowd gets involved when you say my name is and they finish as Paul Heyman. Uh as someone that grew up uh in a in a tough environment from Brooklyn, you know, got got bullied almost every day. Uh what can you say to someone that's listening to you now or watching you now about that confidence game, about those affirmations? Any way they can take some of that the Paul Heyman elements for themselves. Oh, the simple thing is. My question is at all times, what am I selling here? Mm. And why should you buy it from me? So no matter what I'm selling, it starts with an introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Okay. You know who that is? Yeah. Who is it? It's Paul Heyman. How do you know? Well, because he just told me. Well, what is his name? Oh, it's Paul Heyman. Oh, what's his real name? Paul Heyman. Does he have a middle name? No. How do you know? Because he didn't say a middle name. If he had a middle name, he'd say a middle name. So he told me his name is Paul Heyman. Oh, so that's his real name. Yes. Instant credibility. I'm telling you the truth from the moment I start. Then I tell you my position in life. I'm special counsel to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. I'm here today to hype this match. Here's what I'm doing here. Here's what I'm selling you. Okay. I make it real easy. You don't have to think hard with me. You don't. I'm telling you what I'm doing here. I'm, t I'm even going to tell you what I'm trying to sell you. Buy this car. Buy this microwave. Uh, here's some mm. furniture to buy. Would you like a sandwich? I can make a really mean sandwich. What would you like on the sandwich? I'm going to deliver it to you by this time. Then I under-promise and I over-deliver. As much as I hype it, I hype it at 11.59. I don't take it to midnight because I want to leave a little bit for you to go, wow, that was even better than I thought it would be. I over-hype it. Then I don't have a lot of credibility. So I try to keep it with incredible bounds, use factual information that the audience can relate to and identify with, whether you like what I'm saying or not, whether it's an insult or a compliment to the other person, whether it's a compliment to the other person and a higher compliment to the person that I represent, or whether it's just a straight out blasting, devastating insult to the other person. And you sit there and go, wow, I didn't, I didn't see that one coming and that had to hurt. And I wonder what the repercussions and ramifications of that statement is going to be. But when it's over, 
and I walk away, you can turn to the other person and say, who was that? Well, that was Paul Heyman. Yeah, that was. He told me right up front. What was he selling? This T-shirt, this match, this streaming service, this talent, this rivalry, this that, this special, this network, this whatever. How do you know that's what he was selling? Because he told me up front he was going to sell it. And what did he do? Yeah, I think he pretty much sold it to me. I'll buy it. That's my job. <laughs> to understand the task. And, and, you know, there's an old expression in this business. Hey, it ain't rocket science. And it's not. It's just a task. Understand the assignment of the day. What's my job description here? What's my scope of services? What am I being paid to do? And once you just, you take that down to the core, then you know the, you, you know the argument that you have to present to the jury, as my father did as a lawyer. And the jury here being the audience or the prospective audience live in the arena or, or watching at home. And, and if I make the case to the jury, then the verdict is in my favor. And that verdict is a T-shirt sale, a streaming service, a subscription, a, a ticket sold, a, a rivalry understood, a, a character that's embellished, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a matter of understanding what your job is and, and trying to do it better than anybody else on the face of the planet can do it, has done it, or, or will have to aspire to do it better than you. Goat man, I'm gonna get you out of here on this one. I, I really appreciate you for taking the time. Um, my producer extraordinaire, Brian Waters, had a question. He was um because of the Lex Luger biography that's going this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He he wanted to know if you ever thought about bringing him in ECW and and what what were your thoughts on Luger and why things didn't work out and what what was what's your take on Luger and did was he ever on the t table from being an extreme championship wrestler? Never had a desire to bring Lex Luger into ECW. I think Lex Luger is a cautionary tale and a fascinating one at that about not enjoying your success when, when you're having it. Um, I knew Lex Luger in WCW can't tell you. I knew him well, but knew him well enough and never saw him happy. Never. Um, and he was achieving a level of success back in the, late eighties and early nineties that, that few were achieving. And I don't think he ever cherished a moment. And that's a shame because he was reaching heights at the time that were really a, 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 a an elite, uh, unique stratosphere for 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, when I was around him. And he just, he didn't give him, you know, the old thing of, you know, you, you, you take a moment, smell the flowers, you know, count your blessings. I don't think Lex Luger ever counted his blessings. And by the time he could reflect on those blessings and understand what a charmed life he had lived, it was over. It was too late. Mm. He couldn't continue on that navigation. He, 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 was, he was no longer in that trajectory. So. This is one of the things in taking this conversation full circle. When you asked me at the very beginning of this interview, why do I really believe hype or not hype, character or not in character, that Roman Reigns is the GOAT? It's because he embraces it. Because he is the tribal chief. Because it's not just a character and a persona. It's who he is. And we amplify that 
so that the masses can understand it both individually and in mass. And he's enjoying this. He's cherishing every moment. He understands how special of a time in his life we're living in, living through. And he understands that at any moment, it can all end. So every moment is appreciated, is acknowledged, all puns intended. Every moment is cherished because it's so delicate and it can change, the world can change on us so fast. Um, the tale of Lex Luger is a tragic one because it's someone that never had a moment during the height of his success to, to breathe it all in and say, wow, look where I am. Look how hard I work to get here. And let me just take this moment to appreciate it for how few people get to enjoy this rarefied air. Mr. Heyman, sir, I really appreciate you. You know I do. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I know it's, sure. listen, SummerSlam was a few days ago and, and they, they, old Brock put you through a table. You still showed up for the Mac Mania podcast, sir. You're a trooper. You're a gentleman and a scholar, <laughs> not just a goat. Can I go now? Well, I, I suppose you can. I suppose yeah, you sure. can dip. I, I actually want to have you for like three more hours if you got three more hours to spare. I don't. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna, let you, I'm gonna let you rest up, rest up, kind sir. I really appreciate you. Truly, truly, truly. Um, thank you. Get some, get some rest. Thank you, Paul. Yes, yes, I shall. Thanks. Oh my goodness, people. Yes, that was Paul Heyman. You could catch him this Sunday. WWE and A and E Superstar Sunday. As they continue with an episode of WWE Rivals, that epic WWE versus WCW rivalry, and Paul E. will be on as one of the interviewees, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on A&E. That follows the two-hour episode of the biography of Lex Luger. You heard Mr. Heyman talking about Lex Luger, so tune into that, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Flobo Boyce, the great real Jack Farmer. Brian H. Water somewhere in the cut, you know what I mean? Um, and your boy, Evan T. Mack. Uh, it was awesome talking to Paul Heyman. Um, yo, Mac Media Podcast, special edition. Special edition. Here we out.